welcome to the Dinner Fin podcast. We bring you the latest finance and technology news straight from the market. Welcome to another Dinner Fin podcast, and today I have two special guests. On one of my hand, I've got Jo. Can you introduce yourself, Jo? Hi, Koen. Jo Kuivers, uh, Managing Director at uh, Dinafin Consulting. Hello, welcome. And uh, welcome, Morten. Hi, my name is uh, Morten. I'm a founder and CEO at uh, AQRISK. AQRISK is a Copenhagen-based uh, fintech that uh, specializes in uh, supporting banks in optimizing their core banking business. Excellent. So all the way from Denmark. Yes, that's right. Yeah, welcome to be here. Thank you for having me. Excellent. So... Yo, in the recent years, there has been uh, growing trends towards digitalization. We all know that. An automatization, all that in the credit and loan industry in Europe. With uh, financial institutions offering online loan applications and digital tools for managing loans. What do you think is happening in Belgium? Do you see this trend happening in Belgium? Do you see something special? Well, I think this trend is not only happening in Belgium, but indeed we see it also in our country. So... Uh, Credit institutions and large credit departments of financial institutions mm-hmm. face a lot of challenges today. I think it's important to have to name maybe some of them. Uh, uh, macroeconomic, you know that there's uh, um, a lot of uncertainty today, having a large impact also on credit activities. Uh, mm-hmm. We have these uh, European regulations uh, that have a large impact also on the activities in the credit departments. Mm-hmm. The cost to operate for financial institutions continue to increase, so they also need to have a look at their internal cost structure. Mm-hmm. No surprise. No surprise there. And we see also the continuous increase in market competition, mm-hmm. also in credit solutions. And so together, all these different micro and microeconomic challenges for our customers, we see that they turn to new te- technological solutions combined with um, data analytics. Interesting and Of course, we have the the pleasure and joy to have somebody from a different country than Belgium. So an obvious question would be, Morten, do you see like similar um, things happening in the Nordics? Yes, we see uh, very similar uh, effects on the digitalization uh, side of it. Of course, uh, the banks have come a long way in in recent years. Mm -hmm. But I also think that there's still a a room for a lot of improvement uh, going forward. Mm-hmm. And when we talk about improvement and we talk about digitalization, yeah, wh- which are the technologies then that are, that are typically used? Well, typically it includes, uh, you know, uh, automation. It uh, includes uh, advanced data analytics. It includes uh, machine learning, uh, and it includes uh, just uh, in general uh, utilizing all of your massive amounts of data uh, much better. Mm-hmm. It's a data business. Your same thing here. It is a data business. Uh, I, I mean, what you would like to do is to have perpetual risk assessments of mm-hmm. your existing portfolio, credit portfolio, and of course of uh, your new decision making on new credit, um, let's say granting of uh, new credits. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, what you also would like to do based on uh, strong uh, data insights is to create predictive models. Uh, when do your your clients are in need of new credit solutions. Mm-hmm. You want to predict this. Um, so what we try to do together with our customers is to help them uh, create the new digitized processes from front to back. 
Morton. That's yeah. right in your alley, right? It is exactly in our alley. We uh, so, like I said, we help banks uh, optimize their core banking business. An important part of that is. Uh, making it easy for the bank advisors to to price clients and assess clients very easily and very fast mm-hmm. and also making it easy for them to have an overview of what's uh, what what's the status from a profitability level across all of their you know across their credit book and also being able to assess what are additional uh, business potentials uh, on uh, across the, the client side we also help management uh, define their risk uh, risk appetite and being able mm-hmm. to support a system wise uh, via via IT whereas today often risk appetite risk uh, appetite is just defined in written procedures that are difficult to really uh, you know embrace the the complexity of of pricing mm-hmm. we we also support uh, banks in making it much easier to do stress testing and scenario analysis. Uh, mm-hmm. Of course, all of this uh, requires a, a lot of data. And I think that the latter is it's also a regulatory requirement. So we, we maybe jump easily into what is happening on the regulations part. Um, you know, what, what do you see and in, in what's happening on the regulations part? What are the trends? What is currently buzzing? I think there's uh, especially the ESG word that is buzzing uh, in the market. That's <laughs> what you're referring to. Um, Dina Finn is currently doing a market study in Belgium uh, where 15 financial institutions participate to have, uh, let's say, a, a benchmark on the maturity level of implementing these ESG mm-hmm. requirements, specifically in credit departments. So um, we hope to have some really interesting insights in the coming months. Excellent. Uh, so that's We're nice. looking forward. Uh, but yeah, we also, uh, so we have uh, a lot of uh, discussions ongoing with these banks, with the system sustainability managers and the credit departments. And we see that they have done already a lot of stress testing in collaboration with the European Central Bank. Mm-hmm. To name some, um, they have done some stress testing on flooding risk, uh, also on mortgage li- risk when they have a look at their current portfolio of mortgages, they would like to have a view on the energy certificate uh, of each of the, let's say, um, investments and credits they they, uh, provided to. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, um, If we have a look on the more SNG part of the ESG regulation social, we had an interesting discussion with sustainability managers saying, okay, when we're granting credits, we want to grant credits and to have this financial inclusion of everyone to be able to have uh, mm-hmm. credits for, for example, housing, huh? um, and also to be able to renovate houses uh, to make sure that they are future-proof. And we see them also focusing on the, the governance part, um, where they focus a lot on uh, knowing the customer, on analyzing transactions, know your transactions, uh, so uh, meaning a financial security of the of the system. Mm-hmm. What, what strikes me in this story is um, ESG is around data, data which is not available. So why don't you just start walking before you run? Morten. Yes, we, uh, I, I completely agree with, uh, with Joe that uh, ESG is a, is a very hot topic and we also feel it from uh, our clients. Uh, they're pushing us to include uh, ESG into the pricing, uh, but, but but you're absolutely right. Uh, data is a fundamental issue in, in terms of the ESG agenda, mm-hmm. and uh, we need to be, uh, it needs to mature a lot. 
so what what we are also providing is a, a platform that makes it much easier to to come out of you know using simple excel sheets or or ad hoc approaches so so we actually have a a systematic and uh, yeah a systematic framework to how you assess and price clients uh, so so once you have that in place it's much easier to build ESG uh, stuff on top of that you can say other than that uh, in terms of the regulatory stuff i would say what we feel a lot is of course the added uh, capital requirements we see uh, on banks and that makes it a lot harder for for banks to be profitable so mm-hmm. it, it 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 really um, it's really important for them to be supported in what we call risk based pricing and that's a key component of uh, what our pli- uh, our platform provides to to our customers mm-hmm. i was also wondering that um all this shift to digital and more mobile banking, so maybe even call it do-it-yourself channels, does that actually have an impact on the way um, credits and loans are being granted? Uh, certainly. We are we are having different uh, projects right now working with uh, customers that are looking to actually you know, turn the, turn the screen towards the customer so the customer is more involved in the credit uh, assessment process themselves they can mm-hmm. get a deeper insight uh, we even talking with uh, one customer on providing it to in, in the retail space uh, that of course uh, requires uh, simplifying uh, stuff uh, a bit but it's it's also about uh, as a bank providing uh, transparency so uh, mm-hmm. and, 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 and gaining more trust from your clients and you can achieve that by yeah being more transparent and having a framework where you can actually share uh, okay, uh, for you to to uh, achieve these uh, interest rate levels, you need to provide me with uh, more collateral or whatever. Being able to do that in a, in in, a, in in an interactive fashion with your customer is something we actually also see. Is that something you see in the market as well, you? Yeah, and uh, in addition to this, we have the user experience. It's very important uh, when mm-hmm. digitizing your credit granting process. You want to have it. Um, fluid. You want to have it um, really user uh, experience friendly, uh, meaning a digital mm-hmm. uh, identity management, meaning a real-time risk assessment. I hear Morton say, okay, you can share your screen with the customer, meaning that the system needs to work real-time. You mm-hmm. need to mm-hmm. input right. your risk uh, uh, parameters and, and have the data to have a f- real-time risk assessment. Um and also the the part of digital contracts and etc. So you can have the the real the whole granting cycle in a digital way. Mm-hmm. We're almost at the end of uh, this podcast, unfortunately. But uh, as a tradition, one one last question, difficult question, to both of you. What what do you see the trend is in, in credit and loans in the next couple five to ten years? Well, I I, I see uh, of course that. Uh, <laughs> In our core business, uh, it, it's it's definitely there will be a need for approving the risk-based pricing and being able to to um, to fit it much better to to management requirements. But also the the whole trans transparency uh, part is is extremely important. Mm-hmm. Yep. On my side, risk-based pricing, yes, um, it will end up in more individualized pricing um, based not only on client segments but also on the projects that are being financed uh, mm-hmm. 
Mm, uh, that's the ESG part again, I yeah, guess. Yeah. Having a positive impact on different industries, forcing them to invest and to, to take credits for greener uh, projects. Mm-hmm. All right. Gentlemen, thank you so much for being in this podcast. Thank you also to the audience and uh, please stay tuned for more updates of the markets by the Dinafin podcast. Thank you so much. Thanks, Koen. Thank you. Thank you very much for listening to our Dinafin podcast. Stay tuned for more updates by following us on this channel.